0: From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV download brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, the heat index reached triple digits again after a week straight of 90 degree plus days. So what is up with this extreme heat? I talked to NBC4 chief meteorologist Doug Kamaher about what this spate of hot temperatures mean for our region.
1: We've never been above 106 and the Washington, D.C. area. Will we start to see that? And the answer to that is probably yes.
0: And I also asked Doug, is climate change to blame here?
1: When you're setting record highs over and over and over, that's climate change for you. And that's telling you that the climate is definitely changing to a point where um, we may not see it come back.
0: Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett. Megan is off today. Whether you're walking your dog, lugging groceries back from the supermarket to your car, or just opening a window at your house, you know it's been extremely hot over the past few days. So hot that the heat index has reached into the triple digits day in and day out for the better part of a week in the DMV. Is this normal? And what's behind these unbearable and dangerous temperatures? For answers, I'm turning to NBC4's chief meteorologist, Doug Kammerer. Doug, thanks so much for being here. Oh, you bet. Thanks for having me. So to start, let's review the sweltering days we've just endured. I don't know about you, but it's been so hot that these days seem to melt together in my memory. So what sort of temperatures have we been feeling in the D.C. region this past week?
1: Yeah, so we're coming off of today being 90 degrees again. uh, We're coming off of eight consecutive days. here. Let me make sure. Let me count them up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight consecutive days of days above 90 degrees. And a couple of those days, 95 the 21st, 95 on the 22nd, 96 on the 23rd, that was Saturday. And of course uh, on our Sunday, we had a high temperature of 94. But to your point, the heat index was over 100 in many areas uh, during those days. So that's really the big factor there. It's it's when the humidity is combined with the heat that's really gonna give us those, uh, those high numbers.
0: And so you're coming to us from the station, the weather station right now. So from a meteorological perspective, is a heat wave like this we're experiencing now normal, or is it kind of odd?
1: It is. It's it's extremely normal. I mean, this is exactly what we expect in the month of July. You know, if you take a look at the month of July, our average high temperature is 90 degrees from July 6th all the way through July 27th. So for those 21 days, three-week period in the month of July, the average is 90. So just because we're saying it's a heat wave doesn't mean we're talking about extreme temperatures here. We really start to see extreme temperatures when our when our numbers get you know, 97, 98, 99, and of course over 100 degrees, which we haven't seen since 2016. So uh, we really have not had a whole lot of extreme heat over the past couple of years.
0: So when we experience this heat, it just kind of happens. Can you give us some understanding of what's behind these temperatures? What's really causing it?
1: Yeah, so what we look for is we look for areas of high pressure to develop. Uh, we've got the Bermuda High. That's literally it's called the Bermuda High because it's over Bermuda. And that allows for very warm, moist air to come up the eastern side of the United States. So for the East Coast, we see that moisture coming out of the Gulf of Mexico. We see those uh, the humidity making its way up. The higher dew points coming our way. And then we get into the real heat. And that's when we see these things combine. I mean, the, the hottest day we've seen so far this year, we hit 99 degrees back in the month of June. And you go, oh, wow, OK, 99 degrees well the amazing thing about that was we had no humidity at all that particular day that was really interesting to me because even though it was 99 i walked outside that day and i was like eh, okay maybe we're sitting at the you know 93 94 and sure enough we hit 99 that was on the 17th so that was june 17th we hit 99 that was one day it day was 85 the day after was 79 but we hit 99 that day so that's extreme heat you would say with temperatures but without the heat index without the humidity it was bearable we were able to do that you talk about 99 with that same with that heat index value going way above 105 to 110 now you're talking about dangerous situations so we really haven't seen that the heat index in dc needs to be at 105 to 110 in order to get a heat advisory We had a heat advisory yesterday, most areas did not meet that 105 degree threshold.
0: And we all know the feeling of that mugginess, that wetness in the Mm. air, but why does that make us so much hotter? Why does humidity do that to us?
1: Yeah, because the humidity itself does not allow your body and the sweat that comes off your body to evaporate. Mm. So it literally sits on your body. Evaporation is actually a cooling mechanism for your body. So when you have moisture, when you have sweat and it evaporates, it literally takes heat away from your body in order to evaporate that moisture. When you cannot evaporate that moisture, it just sits there. You're not able to to see that evaporation. So you're not able to get that cooling factor. So when we see those very hot and humid days, yes, you're sweating a ton, but you're also noticing that that sweat is not going anywhere. It's not evaporating. It's not, you're just simply just wet. Uh, (laughs) And that's the way it's been a couple of those days. You know, those days you open up your car door, you sit in your car door, next thing you know, you're drenched. Right. Uh, That's what we've seen the last few days here.
0: And after the break, we zoom out with Doug and I ask him, you know, is climate change at play here as we're seeing temperatures rise, not only here in D.C., but also around the world.
2: Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602, changing lives.
0: Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like this show, give us five stars and leave us a review on Apple podcast.
2: We love hearing from you guys and your reviews really do help other listeners find this. Our areas only in-depth daily local news podcast.
0: And thank you for making us a part of your day. So, Doug, as we've been experiencing these eight days of 90 degree plus temperatures, We've also been seeing headlines from around the world, California, UK, Germany, just to name a few. And all these places have experienced record-breaking temperatures. So when we think about all these things, where does climate change really play in here?
1: Yeah, and that's, that's kind of interesting. You know, we, we look at that, um, when I made my summer forecast, we look at things like El Nino and La Nina, and this year was La Nina. And I said in my summer forecast, I did not expect any extreme heat in our area. But that being said, I, I said, I don't expect any 100-degree days. And we haven't had any just yet. But we've seen those into other parts of the country. I mean, Dallas, Texas was at 109 for three consecutive days. That's unprecedented. You go towards the UK, where they hit 104 degrees, for the very first time in the, in that, in the country's history, and from, from some of the reports that I've seen, that's the hottest it's been in 6,000 years there so that's incredible yeah. you mentioned germany as well germany also had its record highest 104 degrees as far north as you can go in the in the country of germany so that's where you do start to talk about climate change we've seen over the past few years and i don't have my stats exactly correct but we know we set a brand new record in the uk this year i believe we set one in two, in 2017 we set a record in 2012 so if we set it in 2012 We said it again in 2017. We said it again in 2022. Uh, That's telling you something. When you're setting record highs over and over and over, that's climate change for you. And that's telling you that the climate is definitely changing to a point where um, we may not see it come back. I I, I think about Spain. I think Mm -hmm. about the Iberian Peninsula, Spain and Portugal. They are seeing such incredibly hot temperatures year after year. Wildfires are just rampant in those areas and um that's a that's an area that i've been to i love spain it's gorgeous we are literally seeing the transformation of the iberian peninsula south of the pyrenees the mountains between france and, and spain that area is becoming a desert so you're literally seeing the desert from north africa move in towards the iberian peninsula above the mediterranean
0: mm. and for this region you know you are obviously an expert on this region's meteorological kind of reality have we mm. seen climate change really affect us here or are we kind of protected? What, what's going on?
1: Yeah, we have. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it depends on the patterns around the world. So if we're in toward, towards an El Nino, for example, we would expect to see hotter than normal temperatures in our area. When we see those hotter than average numbers coming through, that's when you're going to see those numbers. You know, yes, we're hotter than average. We've never been above 106 in the Washington, D.C. area. Will we start to see that? And, and the answer to that is probably yes. Mm. We will begin to see that warmer temperatures and we're seeing more humidity move up into our region. So our area is one of those one of those locations where I'll take Dallas, Texas, for example, that just hit that three-day 109 threshold day after day after day. I mean, that's just some incredible heat. We're not going to see that. It's extremely hard for us to get that hot because we have humidity in the atmosphere. Uh, Orlando, Florida, for example, has never seen 100 degree temperature. They can't get there. Miami has never been 100 degrees. Why? They're at 96, 97 almost every day. But because of the humidity, they can't get there. So that's one reason for us. We might not see the extreme heat temperature wise, but we're going to be seeing a lot more in the way of humidity. We're going to be seeing our overnight low temperatures um, uh, increase much faster than our daytime temperatures. So, for example, over the past 30 years, our average high temperature in the month of July has gone up one degree. During, during the day, mm. our average nighttime temperature has gone up two degrees at night. And when you can't cool at night, that means your body can't cool itself down. And that's when we start to run into a lot of problems, especially during the summer months.
0: Mm. So when we look ahead in the short term for this summer, should we expect some more heat waves this August?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think we're going to be seeing you know, I, I predicted about 10 to 14 90 degree days in the month of August itself. So, you know, last year we saw 19 90 degree days in the month of July. We have not seen that many so far. Although we're picking it up right now, we're picking up the 90s. But yeah, we're going to continue to see the potential for heat waves. We're going to continue to see the, the potential for uh, very warm temperatures as we make our way through the month of August. But I still expect it to be within the the relative norms of our area.
0: Mm. Now, you have no crystal ball, but uh, when you look for the long term future, what should DMV residents kind of expect the next 10 years when we're hearing all this stuff about climate change?
1: Yeah, you know, I would expect to I would expect to to really understand what it means to to stay cool in an atmosphere where you have so much heat and so much humidity. I really do think humidity is going to be the, the one thing that we see. We're seeing increased rainfall uh rainfall continues to increase the mid-atlantic in the northeast is one of those areas where we're seeing the rainfall increase more here than in other parts of the country and we're seeing that because of that moisture increase because of the gulf mexico because of that extended area of high pressure bringing up all that moisture in towards our region and i think we're going to continue to see that over the next 10 years so our instances of flooding uh have gone up tremendously our instances of flash flooding have gone up a lot our instances of extreme heavy downpours has gone up a lot. That's probably our biggest focus right now as far as climate change in the D.C. area. Yes, we're going to see uh, temperatures that are going to be increasing. Uh, yes, we're going to be seeing humidity that's going to be increasing. Um, but I think the biggest thing for us is going to be the fact that that rain uh, and and soaking rains are going to be the things that we're watching out for.
0: Doug, thanks so much for shedding light on our meteorological reality here in the DMV.
1: Absolutely. Stay cool, everybody.
0: And before we go, and again by we, I mean Rosie and I, friend of the podcast. Rosie, welcome back.
2: (laughs) Official friend of the podcast. Yes,
0: official (laughs) moniker. So before we go, we're going to talk about this interesting study that came out today about millennials and whether they move or not. And the numbers are pretty crazy here. We're talking like 66% of millennials have literally stayed in the same place they grew up years after they've done college and jobs. Mm -hmm. 80% Eighty percent are within a hundred miles, and ninety percent are within five hundred miles of where they grew up. These numbers were shocking to me. Wow.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of puts me in the what is it? Ten percent of unusual millennials for. Whoa. Yeah, I so I opened up Google Maps. I am six hundred and forty-seven miles from where I grew up. Here, I grew up in Atlanta. Now I live in DC. So I'm a. Wow. An unusual. You millennial. are. Yeah.
0: I'm. I'm a normie. I grew. <laughs> I grew up in DC. And I'm back here. Although I never thought I would, really. Yeah. But um, here I am. And these numbers are so interesting. I mean, there are a couple of things to note. It says that, you know, in the past 50 years, people are just way less mobile. They, like, mm-hmm. stay where they grew up. Back in the 50s, I think it was one-fifth of people wow. moved and developed a whole new life away from where they grew up. But now it's, like, less than 10.
2: Wow. So, wait, Luke, so why did you—because you went to school in California. Why did you come back to the your hometown?
0: I came back— because I want to do journalism. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I think this is the place to be. I was writing for San Diego Union Tribune, a little mm. bit of the LA Times. And then I was like, you know, um, DC's where it's at. So yeah. came to WTOP.
2: Yeah, and DC attracts a lot of people from all over the country, like in political jobs, communication jobs, of course, and journalism. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about, those of us who are, you know, like me, who live far away from where yeah. we came from, that there's sort of a, a complexity to our transplantian nature. Totally. No,
0: totally. And the study kind of backs that up. It says if you're a young black or white person, if you live outside of where you grew up, the most likely place you'll be is D.C. Mm. um, Or it's one of the most likely places you'll be. And it totally makes sense. It's kind of a a funky community in that way. You know, we've got like defense contracting. We've got government. Mm -hmm. We've got journalism. Um, It kind of brings people from all over the country, all over the world, which I kind of like, honestly. I'll say that. I like that.
2: You're lucky that it's your hometown and it's a good place to live. You're you're in the, a, a quirky middle ground.
0: Very, very, <laughs> very, very true. And that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We're sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab and our music is by Real World. Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance and follow us on social media where we post content every day from behind the scenes. You can find out more about this podcast and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com. The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland, online at WTOP.com, and on the WTOP News app. Have a good one and see you tomorrow.